Hello, and welcome to the Parts Innovations Podcast, where we try to bring the best ideas and practices and distill them into actionable advice to help us all grow our parts businesses. If you haven't already, please check us out at partsinnovations.com. That is a project where we try to deliver the most valuable training available for this industry today, and it helps greatly to support this very podcast so that we can keep bringing these ideas to you. Thanks for being here, and let's get started. So today I want to talk about something that's a little bit time-bound. As we approach 2021, it is Sunday, December 13th, 2020, and a lot of us uh, have probably already started to think about what we want out of 2021. And at the very least, we know that we want it to be probably different than 2020. Hopefully, we can put 2020 behind us for some of us. And you know what? I know a lot of people who have had record-breaking years in 2020 on the parts side. So, you know, a little bit of a, a, a dichotomy there, I think. But regardless of how your year went, all of us need to have a plan going forward in 2021. So that's what I want to talk about. I'm going to go through my planning process, and I want to make sure that you have all the tools necessary to do this yourself. So this will be available for free completely, all the downloads, uh, partsinnovations.com. You'll see it right there on the homepage. And I'm going to go over these templates and uh, and just kind of walk you through how I think about planning for the new year when November, December runs around. So with that being said, let's jump into uh, the first document that you'll see if you're on partsinnovations.com, if you've already downloaded these documents. And that is an Excel template. So it's titled Key Strategic Elements of the Parts Business. So the way that I do this is I kind of separate this business into six key elements. And if you're following along, you can see uh, they're separated into columns. So one is procurement, two is inside sales, three is back counter, four is warehouse and delivery, five is outside sales, and six is self-improvement slash management. So this is the template that I actually use as kind of an idea board. Um, So what I do is I start by thinking about just procurement. Like what do I want out of my procurement strategy in the next year, in 2021? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to fill in the columns below, and I'm just going to think about what would make my business better if it were to happen in 2021 in terms of procurement. So I'll kind of run you through a couple of the ones that I have um, or that I've used in the past. Uh, one of them was consolidate vendors to enable a preferred vendor system where we can leverage our positions in negotiations. And so what I was trying to do there and what we achieved was we were getting parts from multiple locations uh, that were the same part, right? So what I did was consolidated that, um, put more depth of spend into one vendor, And that gave us a little bit more leverage for pricing and for anything that we might need in the future. Another one would be align procurement strategies with outside sales initiatives. Um, That was an important one for me. A lot of times we would run an outside sales initiative and totally forget about the procurement aspect of that, meaning uh, we expected that we would sell you know, a hundred sets of of these types of, of brake pads or drums or whatever. And but we didn't align our procurement in the way that would allow us to actually do that. So I've been bitten by that before. So whenever you are coming up with an outside sales strategy, make sure that procurement is involved with that. 
Another one was negotiate protections up front to reduce future no-move inventory. And what I meant by that was any of my vendors who were not just my OEM, I wanted to negotiate protections for those parts if they did not sell. So, you know, I have no problem making a large purchase of inventory as long as that vendor can put some protections in place for me so that I'm not stuck with those parts if they don't sell. Um, something that I hadn't thought about before until then, and it's helped us a lot, especially in 2020. And another one was implement new returns receivables KPIs to ensure we're getting money back for cores, return parts, etc. And all that was really saying was I want to track our returns better and make sure that we're actually getting the money back that we are owed. So we were able to do that and we were able to set up some a little dashboard for that and we, we uh, got a lot more money back than we would have. So I probably had another 20 things um, 20 ideas that I threw onto this board for procurement. And honestly, the idea is just to use this as a, a, a thought catcher. You know, just start going down the list and think of in a perfect world, what would you want to happen? We're not actually building out the plan to get that thing done. But what we're doing is just outlining our perfect world uh, specific to our business because everyone's going to be different. So Moving on to the inside sales column. The idea is the same here. What you want to do is think about your inside sales. And what I classify as inside sales would be like my retail counter, my wholesale call center, guys like that, not my back counter because my back counter has its own column. Um, so inside sales is kind of outside of the, the back counter spectrum. But to give you a couple of examples of what I've done in the past, a couple ideas I've had was related sales tracking project. So I wanted to know the percentage of times we were selling, for example, a water pump that were also sold with the belt that goes along with that and the coolant or whatever else you could think of that goes along with that. And that was a big project that I'm actually still working on. But what it allows me to do is track a related sales percentage and basically a cross and upsell percentage. And that's a huge training tool uh, for especially you know new people coming in who might not know what to sell with what kind of part, having that project really gives us that data to fall back on. So that was a, a, a great project to kick off with my team. It was fun, and we're actually still working on it today. Another might be a full utilization of online sales platforms, things like your own website, eBay, Amazon, other marketplaces, You know that, that kind of falls within inside sales, and you just kind of keep going down. Again, this is an idea board. So you can kind of see how I use this and I've got back counter, warehouse and delivery, outside sales, self-improvement and management. All are pretty self-explanatory, but I do want to go over the self-improvement and management column just so that you know what I mean by that. So this should be the last column that you do. Um, after you put all of your ideas on the board, go over to your self-improvement and management column. And what you want to do is tie this in with all of the other things you've put in there. So on the self-improvement aspect, what will you have to become or what skills will you have to learn in order to see through the implementation of some of those things that you outlined, right? And again, we're not building a plan yet, but if, if you're trying to add KPIs in, if you're trying to uh, measure something or, or get a new metric for something, well, maybe you need to begin learning more in-depth Excel capabilities, or it could be your DMS. Maybe you need to learn a little bit more about how to pull and extract that data from your DMS. 
So just jot that down, put that in one of the cells. And then on the management side, we know that in order to achieve anything great in our department, it's going to take the commitment of our people. And so management, or I could call could have called this leadership, but what are the things you're going to have to do to keep people on track? Um, number one, you're going to have to uh, provide training to get these things done, right? But also maybe weekly or biweekly or monthly one-on-one meetings to promote a more career development atmosphere and to go over issues up front and not let them kind of come to a screeching halt whenever something goes wrong. So that's what that column is for. It's all about what are you going to do to support the mission and to support your team and what are you going to learn that's new and what are you going to focus on that's new so that you can play your part in achieving all of these things. That's what that column is for. That's one of the most important columns to make sure that you get really in depth with and take your time on this. You know, this shouldn't be even a one day thing. This should be over the course of a week. And honestly, you should involve your team with this. Um, All of these initiatives should be driven not only by you, but by the people who are actually driving that business forward. And that is your team. So if I'm working on my warehouse and delivery column, I want to actually pull in my warehouse uh, and delivery drivers. And I want to know, like, what do they think could make this business better? What kind of initiatives do they think we should focus on? You know, maybe it's an inventory accuracy project. One of the projects that I ran in 2020 was to get everyone in the warehouse uh, Six Sigma certified with their yellow belt. And that was huge for us. First of all, it promoted a career development atmosphere. But second of all, it got us into the mindset of continuous improvement. It got us into the mindset of, oh, like I actually have a skill that's usable anywhere. And that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to gain commitment uh, from everybody and show them that I am committed to them by providing these kinds of developmental tools for them. And it only helps my business uh, going forward. So think about that. Make sure your team is involved with these what I'll do is I'll post this template on partsinnovations.com and I'll also post a full PDF of what I've done in the past and how I kind of ended up. And that'll kind of give you a guideline on on maybe some ideas or how you can use this. But again, this should be really driven not only by you, but by your team as well. And also your service manager and potentially even your sales managers, depending on if accessories are a big deal for you going forward. Make sure that you involve all of the stakeholders in the process. It's only going to make your team better, your business better. So um, that is the key strategic elements worksheet. And again, you can change these elements if it's different for your business. I think this pretty much covers everything that I've had to go through. I have six of them outlined and anything can kind of be categorized within those elements, but you are more than welcome to change those things if one of them doesn't apply to you. I would say that even if you don't have an outside salesperson, you should still consider an outside sales column because uh, growth is going to be really hard without some kind of outside outbound reach initiative. So whether that's coming from your inside sales team, that's fine, or it could be coming from you. Uh, I, I would keep that there just to ensure that you have something that is actively growing your business out there. Okay, so moving on to the next portion of this. It is the one-page business plan. So this is really important because it allows you to give everyone one sheet of paper that tells them the direction that we're going in. It tells them our objectives. 
It tells them what our values are, our vision, our mission, all those things, and I'll go through those. But I think that keeping it to one page is is especially important because it becomes less overwhelming at that point. Um, and when you're focusing all of your efforts on the things on just this one page, I think the results can really surprise you. And I think that what you'll find is that people don't become overwhelmed with what's on here, but they look at it and they go, you know what, that's that's actually achievable. And especially if they were involved in that first phase, which was the key strategic elements, um, I think that they're going to be on board and they're going to be committed. So keep it to one page. I would highly recommend that. But I'm just going to go over this kind of line by line so that you know uh, what to expect. And again, available on partsinnovations.com totally for free. I'll put this audio in there as well, but it's a good idea to kind of be following along with those downloaded versions. Okay, so vision. Vision is an outline of what you want in 10 years. Okay, that's how you can think of it. So when you're developing your vision statement for your department, and your company may have a vision statement that you want to use, and that's fine. Um, But I like to have one for my department, because I work for a very large corporation. And I want to make sure that we stand out from that. So I'll give you a, a, an example of what my vision statement might be. And that is become the model parts department within XYZ company, which all best practices and standards are built by. So I actually developed that with my team. And everyone's pretty passionate about that. Um, it, it, once we look at that and we base all of our decisions on that, it helps guide our decisions in the right way. So what we what we look through is the lens of our vision statement, and that is becoming the model which all best practices and standards are built by. And so our goal was, you know, whenever there's a new parts manager hired within the company, we want them to be sent out to our department to learn the best way to do things. That was kind of the idea driving that vision statement, and I think it's a really good vision statement, and people are passionate about it, so... That's a good example of what you could use. And the reason we use that is because it is a long-term goal. I mean, it's not something you can do in six months, truly. And if we focus on that and put a 10-year target on that, and we actually achieve what we set out, which was having people come and visit us to learn our best practices, it's going to be all the sweeter, right? So at the very top, that is the vision statement. Now, next is the mission statement. This is your mission this year. So it's not a 10-year target. It's not kind of pie in the sky. It is what is going to happen this year. What is your mission if you achieve all these things? So here's an example of one I've used in the past. Create opportunities for our team members, customers, and stakeholders by becoming the largest supplier of parts in our state and the surrounding states. And that was a year that we had a huge focus on outside sales and a huge focus on winning back customers who had sort of uh, strayed off the path of using us for whatever reason. And it was a time when we were focused on gaining market share and really expanding our delivery zones. And so that was a more clear picture of our mission for the year. And so that's how we made our decisions that year. Does what I'm doing help me become one of the largest suppliers or the largest supplier of parts in this state and in the surrounding states? And if the answer was yes, then that's what we did. So next is values. And what I do here is I like to use the company-wide values in this uh, row. And the reason is because I think that for the most part, those values are very important. You want the entire company sort of 
following those values set out by your senior leadership, your CEO, whatever the case was. But I added kind of my own spin on this, which was relentless focus on process improvement. And that was kind of just a departmental value that uh, we all agreed that we would instill within ourselves. So whenever we see a process that is just totally broken, doesn't make sense, why are we doing it this way? We're wasting foot traffic, all these different things. Our frontline site was on process improvement. So we stopped, we paused, and we tried to figure out how to improve that process in the moment. And if we needed to have a meeting to do that, then that's what we did. But that was a value that we instilled uh, department-wide. So next is the key departmental strategic elements. And these should look familiar to you. Procurement, inside sales, back counter, warehouse and delivery, outside sales, and self-improvement. If you change one of your columns, make sure that you change it in this uh, one-page plan as well. And what this does is just kind of outlines like, hey, this, th these are the things that we're focused on. Every single day we come in and we're focused in this area. And you can start categor categorizing people into this area and say, you know, I've got five people focused in this category, 10 people in this, three people in this, whatever the case is. It's important that people have total ownership of those elements. Okay, so your business objectives. This is where you go back to your idea board and you decide what's most important to you in 2021. So you're not going to be able to, to do everything. And if you can, that's fantastic. But for the most part, you're going to want to choose probably, oh, 10, 12 objectives that you think you could really achieve and have a good chance of achieving in 2021. And, and looking through the lens of making sure that that actually drives your business forward and that your team has been briefed on what those are and they helped you come up with those things. So business objectives is taking from that idea board and putting them into this uh, row. And what that does is it creates your guiding force. This is what we need to get done. So that part is easy enough. Now, the last piece of this is management initiatives. Now, again, this is from your idea board, and you're going to want to choose maybe three to five from your self-improvement slash management board and put them in here and make sure they support the business objectives. Don't, don't put something in there that has nothing to do with your business objectives, right? Everything has to tie in. Everything has to flow correctly. And what that management initiatives road does is it tells your team, hey, this is what I'm committed to doing to help us achieve these business objectives. As the leader, as the manager, this is what I'm focused on. And this is what you're going to see me doing. So if you put on there monthly one-on-one -on -one, uh, performance coaching, you got to do that. Don't hand this out and, and fail to achieve those management initiatives. Because if you do that, all of those business objectives mean nothing. In fact, this whole plan means nothing if you can't execute on your initiatives. So keep that in mind. Uh, make sure that your team knows from your management initiatives that that supports the business objectives and make sure you go about every single day looking at this one page plan and uh, ensuring that you're doing something to move the needle forward on this plan. Okay, so now you have your idea board, you have your annual uh, plan for the next year. And by the way, you can kind of use this at any point. If you don't have a plan right now, you're listening to this in uh, you know, June or July or something like that that's okay. You can still go through this process. It's better to start now than to just not have a plan at all. So I would recommend if you do not have a plan, get started on this immediately. Get your team involved and make sure that they understand why you're doing it and make sure that they understand which category they're responsible for and what you're going to do to support them. Now, the only thing left to do, assuming you already have your financials kind of lined out, some, some of us don't 
build those um, ourselves. Um, some of that's driven by maybe your corporate office or someone else. If you are lucky enough to to have a say in what your financial goals are, are for 2021, that's fantastic. Hopefully that's lined out by now. But the, the thing you want to make sure is that that annual operating plan is conducive to achieving those financial targets, right? That's the overall goal. That's why we're all here. So make sure that those things are in line. Make sure that if you achieve that plan, you achieve your financial targets. That's the overall goal. So the only thing left to do is to build your plan. You have your business objectives. You've got this really nice one sheet that you're going to start focusing on. But now we need to start to build the plan on how we're going to achieve those objectives. So what I want you to do is take each one of those business objectives. You can open up a Word document, Excel document, whatever you're comfortable with. You could even write it down on a piece of paper. Write out that objective, just one, the first one. And now take some time to write out all of the tasks that you can possibly think of that you would need to do to achieve that objective. So if you spend enough time on this, you're going to come up with 30, 40 different tasks that need to be completed over the course of next year. And you should have that many things. I mean, this is a this is a one-year plan. So if you achieve everything in January, then you weren't thinking big enough. But spend some real time thinking about all of the tasks and bring your team in on this as well. All of the tasks that you can think of to achieve that one objective and then move on to the next. Now, the whole process... Uh, can very easily take a couple of weeks to complete from, from start to finish. But your business will be so much better off for having tasks, for having objectives, management initiatives, a vision, a mission, for having that idea board for you to reference back to. And once you've gone through every one of those objectives and, and lined out your task list for those, now it's time to start assigning people to the things that you need done. This is where your team comes in and you start fostering that career development atmosphere and you give them full responsibility of, you know, maybe those 10 tasks or, or those 30 tasks. Maybe a full objective is just for one person. I, I wouldn't really recommend that, but it depends on your business situation. Now, once you've assigned every single task to either yourself, someone on your team, and by the way, when you're doing this, make sure everyone's involved. Make sure you give responsibility to everyone. You don't want someone who has nothing that that doesn't promote a very good atmosphere at all. So ensure that you give people difficult tasks, but things that are achievable if they really put their heart and soul into it and make sure, again, it's congruent with your financial goals and that your business objectives are also congruent with that. But once you have all of this lined out, now you have this amazing plan that maybe you never had before. You've got a, a great one-page business plan. You've got this idea board where... It's sort of housing some of your ideas for maybe next year, or you can add those in as, as time goes on. And you've kind of got this master task list of what needs to be done, who's responsible for it, and what we're doing going forward to change. I think that's the key. People get excited when um, things like this are rolled out. It shows your team, and it also show, shows your uh, superiors that you're focused on making things happen. Um, and that's a great, great thing, especially from a leadership perspective, when your team looks at you and goes, wow, uh, he's really focused on this. He really wants to achieve this. This is not a joke. you know. So um, very important to go through this entire process. Again, if you go to partsinnovations.com, I will have all of these posted. I'll put this audio in there as well. That is where you can download everything. 
So use those templates. Feel free to change them up if you need to. Uh, if you have any questions, jscott at partsinnovations.com. You can reach me there. Have a great 2021.